Community Matters, powered by Lakeview Ford Lincoln, heard here on 95.3 WBCK, Saturday mornings, and at BattleCreekPodcast.com anytime. Richard Pyatt here, happy to have you with us. Joined by another RP, Robert Phillips, who is here from Habitat for Humanity in Battle Creek. Robert, hello. Hello. Glad to have you with us today. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. So what happens when the weather turns cold and and you have had projects underway over the course of the warm months? Does everything just stop? What happens? No, it never stops. We hope that we have indoor work and we looked out, we put a roof recently on one of our projects and put in the windows. So all we need is the furnace guy to come over and give us some heat. That will be good. So uh, how many projects do you have going right now? We have one home rehab. We build wheelchair ramps as needed, and then we are constantly doing critical repairs throughout the county. Okay. So it never stops, as you say, even in the cold weather months. And now uh, over the course of the year, would you say, and and really, if you want, we could talk about it since the the pandemic. Have you been able to maintain uh, the uh, onslaught of things that need to be done? Yeah, we, like everybody else, got backed up because of COVID. Uh, we hadn't closed on a house in a while, but that all changed in March. And since March, we've closed on four homes. Oh my! Our goal is two to four homes per year, so we're doing well this year. Yeah, that's a, a great point, too. As we all have learned that things have slowed down in terms of timelines and, and that sort of thing, that's probably affected you. Yeah, there's supply chain issues, obviously, for a while. Um most of our labor is volunteer, so obviously you're not going to risk your life to volunteer. A lot of our volunteers came back pretty soon, though. They're a great group. Without our volunteers, we wouldn't get anything done. Yeah, that's right. Uh, from what I know about Habitat for Humanity and, and the people with whom I'm acquainted who volunteer with organizations like yours and Habitat, it's a passion project, isn't it? Folks are really committed to it, and uh, and they enjoy doing it. Yeah, most of our volunteers have been around, some of them, for 20, 30 years. It's kind of a bug. You get the Habitat bug, you just can't get rid of it. Yeah, that's a good bug to, to have. So do you it require that your volunteers have some level of uh, experience with building, or do they not need that? They don't need any. We have a group of 15 to 20 that we call the regulars that, like I said, have been doing it for a while. So if you do not have any experience, then that's a good way to learn. And we actually have an event called Women Build Week every year. The last year it was in May, just before Mother's Day. And that is a week where we just ask whatever women want to come by and learn how to drywall or install flooring, fix your faucet. We do that. Back to that training ground thing again, right? I mean, folks that may not have had this kind of training, but yet find themselves faced with projects <laughs> like these. Boy, uh, this is a nice way to learn how to do that. Yeah, and we, um, for the last 10 years or so, have been doing exclusively rehabs. We get most of our homes from the Calhoun County Land Bank, and they are in very rough shape. So we have to strip them down to bare bones and start all over. So uh, most of our homeowners, we ask that they help along the way. They're required to help along the way right. um, so that they know the ins and outs of their own home. Not only is there some sweat equity involved in that for them, but... Boy, you make a, a really great point that they know what's happening there. They know what's gone into the home. They are familiar in the future when something might command their attention. Yeah, they have to put in 200 hours and then volunteers match that 200 hours. So they get to learn a lot over the course of that sweat activity. Sure do. 
So talk a little bit about the process. So someone uh, who is qualified to uh, put in their sweat equity and and uh, receive a Habitat home, how, how do they go through that? What's the process? So we usually hear about us somehow, some way, and then um, we ask them to fill out an application on our website at habitatbc.org. When they do that, they instantly go to our state support office in Lansing. They get a mortgage ready, which generally is learn how to budget and get your credit score up to somewhere around 700. And that can take anywhere from three months to years. It's all depending on where the credit store started mm-hmm. and how much they're willing to put in. Once they've reached that requirement, they're referred back to a habitat here in Battle Creek. And then we assess their need to get out of their current living situation. Then they agree to do that sweat equity. That's where everything starts. Do they have a, a say or an input into where they live? Or or do you do you show them, so here, here are the projects that we have available, the homes that we have ready to work on? How does that work? Yeah, they have to get in a, half their sweat equity, 100 out, 100 out of those 200 hours, and then they get to pick a project, either the project we're working on currently or something that we may have in the future. The woman that was recently referred back to us maybe four months ago, we had started on a project in Washington Heights, and um, she got her 100 hours in maybe a month ago, and she was glad to choose that house. So as long as everything goes well, that's her house, and we're glad to have her as a future homeowner. Well, that's got to be terribly exciting and you get to see that firsthand folks who who may have struggled at times to have the living situation they want deserve and and now they're on the precipice of that and you get to be a part of that that's so nice yeah it's very rewarding putting all that time and effort and then you get to either closing day and you get the hand on the keys or at the end of every project we have what's called the dedication where we invite whoever wants to come to see the house when it's finished uh bless the house and, you know, just a general celebration. Well, nicely done. So uh, how about the volunteer situation? You talked about uh, a set of folks who are uh, regulars. They're there uh, project to project. Uh, They're committed to that. Do you still need help? Yeah, we can always use help. The Tuesday, Thursday crew is quite large. Uh, The Saturday crew, um, a little bit smaller. And we always need volunteers at the ReStore. So the ReStore, if you're not familiar with it, on North Avenue across from KCC, we sell generally what's been donated. We have some new stock, but if somebody donates a couch or a fridge, we then resell that. Those funds are used to support operations. And so without the ReStore, we likely don't rehab houses or build wheelchair ramps. Um, We probably don't exist. So it is critical that we keep that ReStore going. And the best way to do that, just like building houses, is with volunteers. Well, there's a number of things going on there. You're you're supporting your programs and your mission, but there's a whole recycling thing that's happening. I read an article recently that uh, there is more furniture in landfills than we have ever had and that we have this new sort of uh, disposable viewpoint about furniture that you use it for a few years and you chuck it and where does it go it goes into the landfill and and that's just what we need to be taking up more space in places like that so look at what happens at the restore this is terrific because uh, people can can donate uh, furniture and items that they no longer are using and provided they're in reasonable condition, this this is directly supporting everything we've just been talking about. It's a terrific model. We keep furniture out of the landfill, but we also, if someone donates a refrigerator, we test it before it hits the floor. If it fails and we can't fix it, then we just we take that to the recycle. 
guy in town. Yeah, think about that. I mean, if you go to, I don't know, Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or something, and somebody's selling a refrigerator and you buy it, maybe it works, maybe it's fine, but it's not had a going over like you're describing. So at the ReStore, you can have confidence that uh, what's on the floor has been checked out. That's correct. I also would point out sometimes you have things that haven't been used that are for sale in the ReStore. In fact, years ago now, it's been a long time, I bought an area rug at the ReStore, which I still have in my house. It was brand new. Yeah, we have a rack full of brand new rugs. Occasionally get a new stock donated to us as well, or certainly gently used stock. We got a bunch of tile, a lot of tile from the casino a couple of years ago. And oh, boy. That was porcelain tile, and then we got a bunch of carpet tile from the Kellogg Foundation. So you yeah. never know what's in the restores, but I always say. That's the great point, that um, there's always inventory turning over and new things coming in. Folks could probably drop by every few days or <laughs> once a week or something and, and see things they didn't see the week before. Yeah, the floor generally turns over every three to four days. Three to four days. Okay, that's excellent. Now, if someone wants to donate something and uh, it, let's say it's a sofa or something that they can't carry, do you pick it up? We do pick up um, generally on Thursdays and Fridays uh, once a week. Call the restart 269-441-1038 and uh, we get people on the schedule. All right. And uh, are there any uh, stipulations they should be aware of? Uh, how do they prepare for your crew to come and pick that up? Yeah, it's got to be outside. We can't go into the home to get it. That's okay. So it's got to be in the garage or on a porch or something in the driveway. Okay. So someone has to, to make sure they have that ready, and then uh, you guys roll up and pick it up and take it away. Getting it to the garage or the driveway is a lot easier than taking it further than that if it's a large item, obviously. So that's a terrific service. As we look at the end of the year here, do people who might, be interested in making a charitable donation to a nonprofit like Habitat uh, come forward at this time of year? And if they do, how do they go about making a donation to you? Can they do it on your website? Can they just come in and hand you a check? Well, that would be old fashioned, wouldn't it? Uh, how do they do that? Yeah, they can donate online at habitatbc.org. Uh, there's a button for donate or mail a check to uh, 595 North Avenue. And that can be just a general donation, or you can put it toward our wheelchair pro ramp program or our house on Hubbard Street in Battle Creek. So it's about $75,000 in general to rehab a house from the condition we get it until the condition where we sell it to one of our homeowners. And so we've got about $20,000 left to fundraise to complete that house. We have an estimated time frame of May to get that done. Okay. And this will be for mother of three currently living in apartment and they are very excited to get their very first home. Oh, I don't doubt that. That sounds exciting for them. Boy, and that's interesting. $75,000 uh, sounds like a chunk of money, but when you think about what you said earlier, that most of the homes that you're uh, taking possession of are, are uh, land bank homes, they're in significant disrepair. Seventy-five doesn't sound like a whole lot of money to get that thing ship shape. Yeah, especially when you consider what house prices are these days. Right. And not yeah. only does you know a homeowner get a home, but it take the ugliest house on the block and make it the best. We did a couple of houses on Wood Street in Battle Creek last year that were, I mean, it was a really nice block, but these two were haunted houses basically, and they were uh, bad shape. 
<laughs> but if you drive down that street now, they're the best. Yeah. Congratulations on all the success that you've had. And uh, what we'll sure do at BattleCreekPodcast.com is link the uh, website that you talked about in the show notes so folks can find that quite easily and uh, mark the location where the restore is so folks can uh, find out about that if they don't already know. Thank you for this chance to talk about it. Well, thank you for having me. That's Robert Phillips with Habitat for Humanity in Battle Creek. Thanks to everybody, by the way, who purchased a Christmas tree at the Lakeview Ford Christmas tree sale. You know, they had about 90 or so to start. They ended up with another 25 after those 90 sold out. And now those are all sold. So thanks for your support of that sale and the Battle Creek Optimist Club. That does it for Community Matters on this Christmas Eve. Richard Pyatt here wishing you a very merry and safe Christmas. We'll be back with you on New Year's Eve here on 95.3 WBCK and at BattleCreekPodcast.com. Take care.